Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 114, and this is God's Big Story. Season 2. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back, boys and girls. We're almost at the finish line for 2 Corinthians, but not quite yet. So, let's get to it. Now, let's get moo it, Dave. Hi, everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. So, Marv, are you having an interesting day? Well, Dave, I've been trying to find out if a cow has ever been up in a hot air balloon before. And you know what? So far, I found nothing. Which means, if I can find someone to take me up there, I could be the first one ever. It could be one small step for me, one giant leap for bovine kind. Well, yeah, that would be exciting, but, you know, I just don't know if someone's going to let you go up there, Marv. I'm not sure their insurance would cover cows, but, well, who knows, maybe, I guess. Oh, stop crushing my dreams, Dave. Oh, sorry. Well, shall we hear something interesting? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Good night, mates. It's you now, who? Now, here's some stuff you never knew. Yeah, I've got facts you want to know. I'm Colin, I'm Australian, I'm a bright orange crowd. Yeah, it's some great didgeridooing there, fellas. Good work. G'day, mates. G'day, Colin. Hello there, Colin. Say, Colin, have you ever been up in a hot air balloon before? Oh, Marv, I'm a crow, you great galah. I don't need a hot air balloon to go flying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. But I do have a very interesting hot air balloon fact. Oh, you do? Oh, that's great. Let's hear it. You got it, here goes. So, do you know who the first ever creatures were to go up in a hot air balloon? Oh, well, wasn't it just people? No, it wasn't, Dave. Huh, look at you just assuming because it was something cool that it must have been people. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So, well, who were the first creatures to go up in a hot air balloon? Well, it was a sheep, a duck and a rooster. Back in 1783. Yeah, a good month before any people were brave enough to give it a go. Oh, a sheep? Ugh. Oh, well, that makes the whole thing a lot less cool. If a dumb sheep has already got to go. Yeah, you really don't like sheep, huh? Oh, they're the worst, Dave. Okay. Well, still, Colin, that was a very interesting fact. You bet it was, Dave. It's what I do. <laughs> it seems to be. Well, thanks, Colin. No worries. Yeah, I'll see you guys later. Yeah, see you next Thursday, Colin. Okay, so Marv, yes, just today and tomorrow to finish up Second Corinthians, so let's get back to it. Yeah, let's go. Okay, so over the last couple of days, Paul has been bragging. He's bragged about what God has done through him, and yesterday we heard as he bragged about how much he had suffered for Jesus. Today, he's got one more brag to tell the Corinthians about. Oh, okay. Okay, well, what should we listen for, Dave? Well, firstly, Paul talks about a believer, and he's really talking about himself, but this believer is taken somewhere. So where is he taken up to? Oh, okay. And Marv, Paul talks about a problem he has that he begs God to take away, but how many times did he beg God to remove it? Okay, okay, so where was he taken up to, 
And how many times did he beg God to take his problem away? Okay, yeah, I got it. Great. So, well, Aaron, over to you. Hi, everyone. It's Aaron again. And today we're reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 to 10. We can't gain anything by bragging, but I have to do it anyway. I am going to tell you what I have seen. I want to talk to you about what the Lord has shown me. I know a believer in Christ who was taken up to the third heaven 14 years ago. I don't know if his body was taken up or not. Only God knows. I don't know if that man was in his body or out of it. Only God knows. But I do know that he was taken up to paradise. He heard things there that couldn't be put into words. They were things that no one is allowed to talk about. I will brag about the man like that, but I won't brag about myself. I will brag only about how weak I am. Suppose I decide to brag. That would not make me a fool, because I would be telling the truth. But I don't brag, so that no one will think more of me than they should. People should judge me by what I do and say. God has shown me amazing and wonderful things. People should not think more of me because of it. So I wouldn't become proud of myself. I was given a problem. This problem caused pain in my body. It is a message from Satan to make me suffer. Three times I begged the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is all you need. My power is strongest when you're weak. So I'm very happy to brag about how weak I am. Then Christ's power can rest in me. Because of how I suffered in Christ, I'm glad that I'm weak. I'm glad in hard times. I'm glad when people say mean things about me. I'm glad when things are difficult. And I'm glad when people make me suffer. When I'm weak, I'm strong. Thanks, Aaron. Okay, Marv, so where was the believer? That was actually Paul. Where was he taken up to? Oh, well, yeah, that was a bit confusing, Dave. It said the third heaven. But are there three different heavens? I thought we all went up to one great big heaven with Jesus. Professor, so yeah, what's with the third heaven stuff? Ah, oh, yes, I see. Okay, well, that is a little bit confusing for us, yeah, but for the people reading Paul's letter back then, this is very simple. Oh, it is? Well, how come? Well, you see, Marv, to them, the first heaven, well, that was the blue skies, you know, with the clouds and the birds flapping around in it, yeah? Oh, okay. But then the second heaven, well, that's the stars and the outer space and the planets, you know, all that junk. Oh, okay. And then the third heaven, well, that's what you and I think about the heaven. Yeah, you know, the amazing place with Jesus where we live forever. Oh, okay, got it. Hey, thanks, Professor. Yeah, no worries, Marv. Hey, I'll see you guys later. Yep, that's perfect. Thanks, Professor. So yes, God had given Paul a vision of heaven. He had seen amazing things. And well, so this is his final brag. God had used him. Paul had suffered for Jesus. And God had shown him things that nobody else had seen. 
But again, Paul was not saying all of this so that the Corinthians would think, oh, wow, Paul is amazing. Paul is just explaining why they should respect him at least as much as they had respected those false apostles that we talked about yesterday. Oh, yeah, those guys. And you see, that's why he points out that he's not some kind of superhero. Just like anyone else, he had problems that he found hard to deal with. So, yes, Marv, how many times had he begged God to fix his problems? Oh, three times, Dave. Yeah, that's right. But each time God had told him no. Maybe it was good for Paul to be reminded that he was not the star of the show. To be reminded that anything that was good that was going on, that wasn't happening because Paul was such a great apostle. It was only happening because God was doing it. Okay, yeah. Then that bit at the end there, Dave, you know, when he said, when I am weak, I am strong. What does that even mean? I'm still here, Dave. Oh, hi, Professor. Yeah, you go for it. Okay, Marv, so you see, if Paul was strong on his own, well, he would try and do everything on his own. He'd make his own plans, he would decide what he thought he should do, but Paul knows that on his own, you know, relying on his own strength, well, that will not go well at all. No, nothing good will happen that way. But when he is weak, you know, when he realized that he can't do it on his own, Well, that is when he trusts most in Jesus, yeah? That's when he lets Jesus take over. And, you know, that's when things really get cooking, yeah? (laughs) So, yeah, when Paul is weak, well, then he is strong. Because that's when he relies on Jesus. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, thanks, Professor. And, boys and girls, we want to rely on God the same way Paul did. We can get up and go about our day all on our own, figuring things out as we go, getting on with doing whatever we want to do, without really thinking about God, without giving God much of a say at all. But if we're followers of Jesus, if we're Christians, well, that's not how it's supposed to be. That's relying on our own strength and our own smarts. It's not relying on God. Okay. Well, Dave, how do we rely on God's strength? Well, we can do that in different ways. We do it by remembering that we need him. We do it by asking for his help, by asking him to guide us. We do it by taking time to pray and ask what he wants us to do, not just doing our own thing whenever we like. Okay, yeah, I see. Yep, and if we do that, though we are weak, though we will make mistakes, when we go God's way, well, then God will do his thing and he'll show that he is the strong one, that good things come from him and his strength not from us. And you know, that's how it should be. Okay, I see. Yeah, got it. And, well, we're well and truly out of time, boys and girls, so we'll leave it there. But we'll be back tomorrow and we'll finish up this book. Ah, yes, the recap time. (laughs) Oh, yes, that's right. It will be, Professor. So, yep, we will see you then. Okay, great. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.